In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. It's great to have you with us. This is Mornings with Tom and Toby. Well, you know what's right around the corner, Tom. Mm, tell me. It's spring Oops. and... Coming with spring is spring cleaning. But aside from (laughs) dusting the living room and donating a few old sweaters, what are three things that Christians must focus on decluttering from their lives this spring? And to help us with that conversation is Hannah Keeley. She's America's number one mom coach. She's a master board certified life coach and mom of seven whose work is, let me say that again, mom of seven, yeah. whose work is founded in God's <laughs> word and combines faith and psychology to help people create radical transformation in their lives. Welcome back, Woo! Hannah. I am so excited to hang out with you guys. It is so fun. <laughs> it's a party every day here. Oh, thank you. We love having you. Come on. You give us such great advice, sometimes life-changing for me. Absolutely. And uh, her name is Hannah Keeley, and you picked a great time to join us on this Field Trip Friday. So, Hannah, it's spring cleaning, but you're looking at this a little bit differently this year. Kind of walk us through it. Absolutely. I do. I look at it differently because I think we are called to look at things differently as believers. And honestly, it doesn't matter what your home looks like if the home in your heart is cluttered. Mm. And that's really what I believe most people are after. We always think, well, if I get decluttered in my house, I'm going to be happier. I'm going to feel freer. If we get that clutter out of our heart, that's when we're going to be happier. I promise you. And the home will just flow out of that. Oh, wow. So decluttering our hearts, where where do we start? I mean, I know I think I've got a lot of clutter in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly... I I really think when you boil down to it, there's three things that we need to look at and get that out of our heart. And the first thing is anxiety. And here's the deal, Tom and Tommy, I, I really think anxiety has almost become like this badge that we wear. Like, look, I work hard. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm, you know, making it through. Look at how much anxiety I hold. We even take possession of it. We say, I have anxiety. Mm. And so anxiety is really just like this anesthetized word that we've given fear. And we are told in scripture, do not fear over and over again. So if, if we're allowing fear, then basically our frustration and our overwhelm is self-imposed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I love the way that you talked about that because that seems to be the number one thing that's happening in our culture today is anxiety and followed closely by depression. It seems like they're mm-hmm. like the twins that we get to wear each and every day to show everybody how hard we're working in life and how difficult it is on me. Wow, that's so true. And and I think especially moms are guilty of this because we always have this subconscious belief that we need to validate 
our career as a mom. And so anxiety helps us say, see, I am worthy. I am working hard. And we can get rid of that and find our worth in Jesus. Like that's really how we have to let things go. If we are taking on the identity of anxiety, and that means I have anxiety, I am a worrier. All we're doing is saying, I'm allowing the sin in my life and I'm okay with it. Now, Mm. the problem is people, people think, well, I can't do anything about it. That's just how I am. Well, we can say that about any behavior, really. We can take assumption of it, or we can say, what do I need to believe right now to let this anxiety dissipate and, and remove itself out of my life? Mm. Okay, this is this is where that intersection comes between psychology and the Word of God, right? We, we right. talk about, well, the Bible talks about anxiety, psychology talks about anxiety as a disorder, you know, at some point. Yeah. And, and, but you're putting us back to the, what the Bible says, which is clearly says, do not fear, do not be anxious about anything. We have choices to make. And sometimes we don't realize that those choices also start with our thought life. Right, Tommy. And we are told, do not fear. But here's the problem. Women especially will say, okay, so how? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what do I do? Like, I'm lying awake at night. I can't stop thinking about this. I can't stop worrying. But this is where we have to take our thoughts captive and that that just means, okay, I'm going to, it's called metacognition. It's thinking about what you're thinking about. Mm. And you can hold the thought. And it's almost like you pull it out of your head and say, wait, this thought I'm holding right now, that's creating a fear in my life. That's creating a, an anxious response. What could replace this thought? And that's really holding it under the light of scripture because we, we take our thoughts captive under the authority of Jesus. And so if we take our thoughts captive, we hold it under the word and say, wait, is this 100% true? This thought I'm holding. My kids are going down the wrong path. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. My marriage is is spiraling out of control. I mean, think about all those thoughts that we just subconsciously hold. Mm -hmm. And if we we pull it out and hold it under God's light, we can say, is this 100% true? And what could I overlay over this thought that could give me a sense of peace right now? Yeah, that is absolutely beautiful. You're hearing the voice of Hannah Keeley. She's kind of walking us through what we need to declutter in our lives this spring. And it starts with anxiety and truly taking a look at it in a different way than we ever have before. Is there another step that we need to be aware of to kind of clean out our heart before our our homes can get clean? Absolutely. And another one is comparison, Tom, because mm. comparison is the thief of joy. Like if, mm-hmm. if you think about it, the reason we want to declutter, whether it's our home or garage or car, is so we will be happy. Like if you think about it, that's the reason we do anything is yeah. we want to have the state that it will create in our heart. So if we're if we let go of comparison, then we're allowing joy to flow in. And I'm telling you, in this day and age, we are scroll fanatics, right? We almost are like addicted <laughs> to that scroll on social media. A lot of times we're feeding our minds the beliefs of why I'm not enough. Mm, Why we are not enough. And and uh, studies are already showing that social media increases anxiety and depression, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And that's absolutely. Yeah. Because it just sets you up for comparison. You're looking at somebody's life. You're looking at the snapshot of all their best moments in their lives on vacation, when their child gets married, when when the home was redecorated or they bought a new house. And then you look at your life. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And and Hannah, you know, I heard it said um, that there's nothing that will lead you down the path of depression faster than focusing on what you don't have. 
Right. And then nothing will lead you out of depression faster than focusing on what you do have. Think about it. Gratitude. If if we are holding comparison, we're saying I'm not enough. We're either looking for reasons we're not enough or reasons to validate our pain. That's what we're doing when we're scrolling through social media. And so, I mean, think about it, all the bad, the glorified bad mom things, all the, um, you know, we're, we're either saying this is, it's okay that I'm not enough and I'm in pain. Or here's all the reasons I'm not enough. Either way, it's going to create anxiety and depression. And so if we can allow that to go and replace it with gratitude, and that could be, let me not focus out. Let me now focus on everything in my life currently that I can be grateful for. We can always find something. We're in a conversation with Hannah Keeley and that she combines combines faith and psychology to help people create radical transformation in their lives. And we're talking about spring cleaning, but in a way that's internal. What what do we need to get rid of in our own hearts to declutter and to allow some positive things in? And so, Hannah, thanks so much for bringing us through these three points. We've gotten to point two. Can you just sum up points one and points two, and then we'll go to point three? Absolutely. Well, some of the things we have to get rid of First and at the top of the list is anxiety. It just becomes something we allow. We give it room in our life and we and we and we think it's okay. We think, well, everyone worries, everyone has anxiety. That's not true. We're called to be different. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. So we have to learn how to let that go. And also the comparison that's so many, especially women, I think, are constantly looking outside of themselves, especially on social media to find all the reasons why we're not enough. Either one of those, you're going to have depression, anxiety, and you will have zero joy if you're camping out in comparison. Mm. Okay. So yeah, thank you so much. It just seems like that's going to be enough for me to kind of clear out my heart and I'll be okay. But there's another area. This one's a little bit different. So walk us through it. (laughs) Okay. Well, the third thing we really need to declutter from our heart is should. All of the shoulds. I, like, think about how many times you look at other people, you look at the, you look at your environment, you look at out at the world, and you say it should be different. He should be this way. She should respond this way. My child should do this. When we are applying, I, I call it, we should all over ourselves. Like, if we are applying this should, and we put this over our heart and over our life, what we're doing is we're saying that I am not happy. I'm going to hold an expectation of reality. And if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed, which always happens when, we, when our, our expectations and why we want to change reality will always lead us to disappointment unless we can say, you know what, this actually it's okay that this is happening right now. And now God can help me and enable me to transform it. That's a more powerful place than just staying in this in this area of disappointment. Okay, this is really important. And this is something that I really struggled with how people should treat me, what a relationship should look like. Um, and I, and I was setting myself up for disappointment and for anger and resentment because people weren't meeting my expectation. And so how do we, how do we let go? Like, especially if somebody, uh, let's say it's a family member that you want a better relationship with, but it's just not happening. How do we just have our hands open to say, it's going to be what it's going to be. And that's okay. Well, it's almost like we have to allow certain things. And when we argue with reality, we are going to lose 100% of the time. So do I want to stay in this place of constant disappointment? Or can I look out at this situation or this person, this relationship and say, you know what? It should be this way because it is. And I'm just going to allow this. And now what can God do in my heart 
to change my perspective. I don't have to change the reality. I can just learn how to change my perspective around the reality. And that's so much more empowering. Mm. Okay, you're hearing the voice of Hannah Keeley telling us some of the different things that we really need to clean out of our hearts as we're thinking about spring cleaning this year. It's a little bit different, but everything flows out of a clean heart from our words, from our thoughts, everything that happens. But Hannah, people are listening to you saying, yes, I know, I know, but I don't know how to do that. What would be like step one to really get started? You've given us three different points that we need to work on, but is there a practical way we can apply it starting today? Well, you know, something you said, Tom, earlier on is you said it's like depression and anxiety are the twins that we're carrying around. Mm. And there is a verse in the Bible that says that with faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. And I often think if we could just replace it with those twins, faith and patience, I'm going to keep on working with my thoughts and I'm not going to give this up. This is our most noble pursuit when we can honestly clean out our hearts, because also in Proverbs, it says that above all else, Guard your heart, for out of it flow all the issues of life. So if you want your life to change, it's not going to start with the behavioral changes. It's not going to start with the decluttering of your home, although that's, that's a great place to begin. It has to start, above all else, guarding your heart. And so that means I'm going to be cognizant of the thoughts I hold. I'm going to be completely aware of where I'm allowing disappointment, and I'm going to allow God to search my heart and help me create a different thought around this. Mm. So much freedom is in that. Yeah. You know, people feel trapped so in much. their emotions, trapped in their hurt, trapped <clears throat> in the past and trauma that's happened to them. And to know that a- asking God to give you those paradigm shifts, new ways of looking at it, new ways of feeling about it is possible because God is that good and that powerful. Yeah. He is. And he's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for anyone. And there's someone right now who is looking at their life and saying, I don't like what I see right now. I don't like the relationships or my home. I'm not happy with this. Remember, you're just looking at the result of your past decisions. You're moving forward. You can always become a new person holding new thoughts.